Welcome. This is Corinne Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. One of the things that I love is I love to learn. I love to watch. I love to talk with people because I love to learn and I get to see and be around human behavior. And one of the best places to learn and to watch human behavior is at Soul Meets. It is the ultimate shit show trigger. Your kids don't do as well as you would like. They may be upset. It's also learning how to celebrate when they do do well. There's so many different expectations going into Soul Meets. And so as my kids have finished out their collegiate seasons, you know, and I got to sit in the stands and watch and be a part of that process, I thought about, and I had to remind myself of, it's not about living happily ever after, right? It's not about that fairy tale ending. However, it's so ingrained in all of our brains, right? Let's think about this. We have this cultural programming. I like to talk about Cinderella, but how many of those shows, those movies was about living happily ever after. They overcame this hardship and then they got married and they live happily ever after. And that's the same thing with rom-coms. It has that live happily ever after. We are deeply programmed for this. I'd always want to know like, okay, and then what? I want to know about the shit shows that happen when they are married and Cinderella and her prince are married and who's arguing about what, (laughs) right? What I know is that there isn't a happily ever after. There's not this fairy tale ending because there's the next chapter, there's the next sequel. But this fairy tale ending is also a form of protection, right? When you're sitting there in that vulnerability of what's going to happen, whether it's to you, to your child, a loved one, that fairy tale ending is oh, the promise that we're all going to be okay. And whether it's in athletics, whether it's in academics, whether it's in health, right? It's this promise that we're going to all be okay, or the cancer treatments are going to work and she is going to make it through and be in remission, right? We so want this fairy tale ending. And it's because we want the promise that we're going to be okay, that it's all going to work out for the way that our brain has scripted it to, (laughs) not the way it may work out and who we become and becoming more resilient or learning how to deal with grief, but that it's all going to work out and that we get to have exactly what we wanted. The other part of this protection of the live happily ever after, right, which is that fairy tale ending that we so desire is, especially when it comes to our kids, that our kids will be safe, right? How many times do I see parents who are in this quest, and this happened recently, Somebody I know, their daughter had always wanted to be in one of the Power Five conferences, and I ran into them at a swim meet, and his daughter was graduating. This was it. And I said, you guys, this is the dream. 
right? This was the dream of what she had when she was, when I met them, I think she was a sophomore in high school. This is the dream. And the dad was so exasperated and exhausted. And he's like, I just want this to be over. It was, it turned into his nightmare because what we forget is in this dream of what we want is there's going to be more turbulence and more ups and downs and resilience making right? We falsely tell ourselves once we have this dream of, oh, they go to the college that they want, they get the athletic opportunity they want, and then everything's going to be great. And we're going to have so much ease, especially if we're empty nesters. So one of the forms of protection that the fairy tale ending, aka live happily ever after does, is it provides us with this false promise that our child will be safe. And as we know that that's not the case. Years ago, I had one of my former swimmers, Heather, on the show, and we talked about life and swimming. And she was one of those kids where I learned that lesson. She was a vibrant kid, always enjoyed coaching with her. She had this huge zest for life. And I've known her since she was, I think, six years old. And one fall, her dad called me to let me know that and she would gone off to Stanford, was an athlete there, graduated, did some work, and then was at Yale for grad school. She was getting two degrees and grad school was on her final year. And he called to let me know she had cancer. And immediately my brain was like, oh, fairy tale ending. She's young. She's healthy. It's all going to work out, right? They're going to catch it early. And that's not the case. And she came on and we talked for a bit, probably a couple of years after that, but it didn't work out for her right? And so, but we do this because it's our form of protection. But when we do it, it's maybe protecting us, but it's not, right? Because we're pursuing this live happily ever after. And that creates a lot of pain. And it also doesn't allow us to have our eyes wide open and what we may be going through. And this form of protection also, the other promise is, is now you can relax and not be on hyper alert. I remember when he called me that day, I just sat down in disbelief. She was 27, you know, been this vibrant, healthy, smart, athletic kid who was just quite lovely. And I think she was 27 at the time. And I sat down and I realized as a parent, we're never safe. We hit these milestones of they sleep through the night, you know, they get through elementary school, they make it through junior high, they graduate, they go off to college they graduate, we think we're safe, but there's always going to be the next challenge, the next obstacle. And that's something that's really important to remember. So we're prepared for that instead of thinking that, oh, at a certain point, life becomes easy. I think that's where it creates a lot of extra pain for us because life is relentless. The other thing about this fairy tale ending is there's also an expectation. So what, not just from ourselves or from those that we love, but those around us, our friends, people we know, right? They want to know that you're doing well and that you're doing great. And in some ways it's easier to celebrate success than it is to hold space for uncomfortable emotions. And again, we've all been culturally programmed for the live happily ever after fairy tale. And oftentimes with that programming comes that when it doesn't happen, the live happily ever after, that means there's something wrong with us. That maybe we're not a good enough mother. 
we are not a good enough human, there's something wrong with us. And instead, it's for us to all remember that life is relentless. And this is really key. Life is relentless. Just like I walked you through Heather's, you know, journey, there were so many milestones that she hit that were highly accomplished throughout her life and who she was. But there wasn't the promise that she got to live to 80 years old and have a family, right? That wasn't her reality. Life is relentless. And there are times that the fairy tale does occur, right? Our kids, whatever it is, whatever those high watermarks are, whether it's the birthday parties that we want them to have or the schools they want to go to or the experiences we want them to have or the accomplishments or they win their soccer game, those fairy tales happen, but we often don't take those in because we're then worried when's the next ball going to drop, right? And also receiving that good thing in our life is very vulnerable, right? Because we're waiting for that other shoe to drop. That's foreboding joy. And what's really important is that when you have those great moments, those good moments, those happy moments is really to take it in and feel them and experience them. And remember, (laughs) this is really important, this perspective. There's always a sequel. And even when you have that, even though we call it a fairy tale ending, there's always a sequel. So you may have that moment that's a fairy tale. Maybe your kids win their state meet and you're thinking this is the fairy tale ending. Guess what? There's a sequel and there's going to be other hardships. And that's the part about life that we need to remember. There's great things that occur and there's really challenging things that occur. And for some of us, it occurs all in one day. So here's what to do. When you notice you are desiring a fairy tale ending, catch yourself, pay attention to that, feel that, understand what's going on inside of you when you're desiring that, when you're wishing that this is how it's going to turn out. That's what's really important so that you can stay present and focus on being present, right? One of my all-time favorites, which is not doing this, is to argue with reality. This is the opposite of staying focused and being present, right? Arguing with reality. And while I'm going through it, I'm thinking about, well, if only I took this other path or if only we did this, I'm trying to backtrack it. But anytime you argue with reality, you lose a hundred percent of the time because as you're sitting there thinking that you should have taken a different path, you're not paying attention to the path you're currently on and what may be the obstacles and what may be some of the ways to overcome it, some of the solutions, because you're arguing about something that you did earlier. So that is one of my all-time favorites is to think I should have done it differently, right? The other one is thinking this should not be happening. Again, that's arguing with reality. It doesn't help your brain allow it to be resourceful, to figure things out and to get through it. Also, it distracts yourself from your current emotions and what's going on with your own emotions and feeling that so you can process your emotions and move through it. The other one is wishing this were not happening. So instead of arguing with reality, focus on being present, focus on paying attention to what is going on, having your eyes wide open, focus on feeling your emotions, feeling that vulnerability, which is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. 
And often I think one of the reasons that we want this live happily ever after, especially as parents, is we don't want to deal with this vulnerability, the vulnerability of ourselves, the vulnerability of our children, right? The vulnerability, but it is constantly there. Vulnerability is the pathway to the things that we desire. So instead of arguing with reality, focus on being present and go through the experience, reminding yourself to stop pursuing the fairy tale ending in reminding yourself that we are learning as we go through this. And afterwards, we'll be able to figure out what our key learnings are. The key here is it's not about the pursuit of live happily ever after because that's a fairy tale and we're not living a fairy tale. Instead, it's about when the fairy tale ending does not turn out, who you become by what you are learning. So my friend, this quest for the fairy tale ending hurts us. It has so many cultural lies about our worth, but our worth does not come from the fairy tale endings. We are already worthy. Our stories and those we love don't end at the fairy tale. There is always a sequel and there are arenas in all of our lives where we're going through our own journey. Instead, focus on the present. Stop arguing with reality. Go through it with your eyes wide open, feeling all the feelings with support regardless of outcome. And afterwards, unpack your key learnings. I'm smelling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short. They're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know, what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.